get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. He's former Blue Superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers. That's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. Excited to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. David Kaplan's joining us here on the show. You can hear him on Kaplan and J-Hood weekdays from 7 to 10 o'clock on ESPN 1000 up in Chicago. Joins us now to react to the news of the day yesterday. Theo Epstein officially stepping down as the president of baseball operations for the Cubs. David, always appreciate the time, man. Enjoy having you on the show. What was your reaction yesterday when you uh, originally heard the news? Well, I was not surprised, and it's great. Good morning. Great to be with you guys. I wasn't surprised that this happened. Uh, I think a lot of people were surprised that Theo would step down at this point, knowing there's a year left on his deal. But, you know, in the midst of a global pandemic, he sees his franchise has laid off 100 people or furloughed them or terminated them. And I think he looked and went, look, I've made a ton of money in this game, and I will make more. He'll have no shortage of suitors for whatever job he chooses to do next in baseball. But this way, the $10 million he makes, that allows Tom Ricketts to maybe keep employees. That allows his now successor and dear friend, Jed Hoyer, to maybe say, you know what, I want to keep that pitcher or I want to add somebody to our roster. I mean, the Cubs are, I know, are owned by a wealthy family, but they are run as a business. And said business has lost almost $200 million this year because they make more in game day operations of their revenue. 72% of their game day, or their revenue is game day operations, unlike most other teams. So it's, it's been a tough go here. So, David, the obvious question and you may not know, I'm sure it's just up for speculation, but what's next for Theo Epstein? I mean, we've heard rumors of trying to start a team, maybe moving into Major League Baseball front offices. I don't, what's next for this guy? If I'm a betting man, I think there is a role for him working in Major League Baseball that would allow him, because he's so well-respected on both sides, you know, the owner's side, everybody loves him, the player side, everybody loves him. So I think what, again, I don't think he has any hard, fast plan yet, but with a, a collective bargaining agreement, that's going to be a really tough putt to try and figure out in a global pandemic where all the revenue streams are really a problem. It would not shock me to see him working in Major League Baseball. And then eventually, I think he buys a team, not an expansion team, I think a team comes for sale, he puts a group together, 
and he is the guy in charge running it. David, do you think he'd have any interest in becoming a commissioner of baseball at some point? Uh, I don't know. I've never asked him that question, but I think he'd be amazing. He's an attorney. As I said, he is an amazing people person. Um, this guy has been nothing. He's been, look, I've been in this a long time, almost 30 years. I've dealt with a lot of executives. Some were awful to deal with. Some were great to deal with. He is at by far the top of the list. I told him because at the time I was working on the flagship radio station and I was hosting their TV network. And I went to him nine years ago when he got hired. I said, I'm going to make you a deal. I have a job to do. There are going to be times you get mad at me, but I will never be that guy that hears a rumor. Hey, we just traded an A-ball pitcher for Albert Pujols in his prime and go put it on Twitter. And then you call me and go, how could you not at least give me the courtesy of asking me if that's true? And I said, but in response, I don't ever lie to me. And if I ask you a question you can't answer, just tell me I can't answer it. And it'll, it'll, your silence will speak volumes. And he shook my hand. He said, you have a deal. He called me yesterday and he said, hey, man, I just want you to know over nine years, yes, we tangled on me criticizing him for Jose Quintana or turning down Justin Verlander in a trade. But he said, in the big picture, you were a man of your word, and I hope I kept my end of the bargain. And that, that's all I can ask. He was transparent about where we were when he got here. We suck. To, hey, we got a chance to win now. So he was awesome. When you look back on the years, and you mentioned you, you've been as close to this as anybody, David. When you look back on the Theo Epstein era in Chicago, obviously it's going to be remembered for the World Series. But besides that, and I know that's a big, hey, Mrs. Lincoln, other, other than that, how was the play? But besides the World Series, how is this era going to be remembered in Chicago? Well, it's funny because I brought that up on my show today. Uh, and I said, as a Cubs fan, yes, I broadcast for them for a long time. I did 25 years hosting their pre and post. But as a Cubs fan, I was born a Cubs fan. I will die a Cubs fan. It's always been my team. The team I despise the most in professional sports are the St. Louis Cardinals. I literally hope they never score another run as long as the <laughs> franchise is in existence. But I have the ultimate respect for how that franchise has been run. And so as a Cubs fan, and I told this to Theo today when we had him on, as a Cubs fan, it would be, okay, eighth inning, we're actually in the game against the Cardinals, and we're terrible, and they're awesome. But guess what? They got to hit behind the runner. They'll do it. Hey, guess what? They asked so-and-so to lay a bunt down. He'll get it down. Hey, they got to get a big pitch in a big spot. They'll get it done. Somehow, some way, the dirty Cardinals are going to find a way to beat us. And they have the Cardinal way, and it drove me insane. And when he got here, he said, we're going to have the Cubs way, and everybody laughed. And all of a sudden, five out of six years in the playoffs, three NLCS, a world championship, and the greatest victory other than the World Series year was 2015 when we beat the Cardinals at Wrigley to clinch the NLDS. That was one of the great moments in my sports life to see Tony La Russa and the Cardinals having to hear go Cubs go while we're moving on to the NLCS. And I, th that's what I will remember most about Theo changing the perception of what a bunch of losers we are. 
Dave, I don't think I like your stories. Okay, um, I'm just gonna just gonna lay it out there. Uh, no, uh, look at I'm cool with that. Now that Theo is is moving on, uh, the Cubs are left with an interesting situation here. Probably not the greatest situation moving ahead. They've got a, they're looking to move some guys, looking to shed some salary in this pandemic world. How are the Cubs going to get out from under some of these contracts and start to build towards being a championship team again? Well, you know, first of all, having continuity by handing the keys to Jed Hoyer, he doesn't have to now establish relationships with new people in the organization. He doesn't have to establish relationships with all the media. And he's got to figure out, how do I get from my house to the ballpark? Like, he's been here. And he's going to be here now for, you know, I, I heard it was a five-year extension that he'll be here for a long, long time. So that stuff all makes it easier. In a pandemic where you've lost a ton of money, that obviously complicates it. But I think there's going to be some stunning decisions that you guys are going to be on the air and you go, did you see who the Cubs just non-tendered? Oh, my God, did you see who they just traded? And that's all they got back because – let me ask you something. Chris Bryant drove in seven more runs than the three of us combined this year. That's it. Now, he was banged I was making up. good he contact, have... <laughs> Oh, yeah. He was just – the ball was just rocketing off his bat all year. And, you know, he's a guy who's got one year left on arbitration, and he's a free agent, so he's going to walk out the door. He's got Scott Boris, who inflates the value of his clients, and that's his job. I'm not denigrating him for it. Are you paying $20 million or thereabouts – for Chris Bryant and giving up a bunch of really good prospects? I'm not. No way. He's a great kid, but I, I can't convince you he's going to be 2016 MVP again. So I wouldn't be stunned if he got traded for next to nothing or non-tendered. Are you giving $10 million to Kyle Schwarber who hit a buck 89? I'm not. So they've got their share of issues here. They got to work through. But I think if you're transparent, you're articulate. You lay out your plan. Say, hey, we're not going to be awful, but we're not going to be very good. We're going to get this thing fixed. I think there's some really breathtaking decisions coming. True or false, David? Uh, after hearing that, there's no team in baseball that was hit at a worse time for this pandemic than the Cubs then. Because, first of all, you've got the fact that they rely. I think I saw the number 70% of their revenue comes from the gate revenue. They had none this year, obviously. And then, like, as the secondary piece to this, this was supposed to be the offseason when you were able to get prospects for a lot of these guys. You're able to trade them off and replenish the system. And now, based on what you just said, they're likely going to get a little to nothing for most of them. Is there any team in baseball that was hit harder by this timing of the pandemic than the Cubs? No. Now, let's just be clear. Some of this is their own fault for their loyalty to the core for refusing to move on when – Theo said to me on the air, on the record, I offered monster extensions to every one of our core guys. That would be Baez. That would be Bryant. That would be Contreras. That would be Addison Russell back in the day. That would be Kyle Schwarber. They already had Rizzo locked up. And all of those guys said, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to go to year, year to year. Not one of those guys is ever going to come close to the money that they were offered. None of them. Now, again, nobody saw a pandemic coming, but you have to ask yourself when you're Chris Bryant and he can dispute this all he wants, I will go to my grave telling you I'm right, that he was offered $200 million. And they said no. 
That's their right. Well, there's no one lining up if he's a free agent this year to give that guy $200 million. That's just a fact. So some of this is on the players. Some of this is on the Cubs' refusal to trade guys when they weren't performing at the level they should have been performing. So they were smacked. 72% of their revenue is from what we call game day operations. You mentioned gate revenue. They also have the hotel across the street. They got, I think, nine rooftops that they have bought up from the community. They put bars in Gallagher Way. They renovated Wrigley. They have a billion dollars of debt on their balance sheet. That is a fact. One billion dollars with a B. And now you've got no fans coming in. Oh, you picked a really good time to start your own TV network. That didn't work out very well. So, yeah, they're in a really tough spot. Final question for you, David. How long do you think it's going to be before we talk about the Cubs as a contender again? Uh, I'm going to say, because they do have some really, really good players in their A-double-A range of the minor leagues. I'm going to say the 2023 Chicago Cubs will be a contender. I like it. He's David Kaplan. You can hear him weekdays on ESPN 1000 in Chicago. He's the co-host of Cap and J Hood. Weekdays from 7 to 10 a.m. Cap, we always appreciate the time, man. We look forward to talking with you again soon. All the best to you and the family. You got it. Go Billikens. <laughs>